Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Wow. Today's episode is legit, you guys. Stay tuned. We are going to add a tool to our tool belt. And it's something, no matter what you're doing, especially if you own your own business or an entrepreneur or a network marketer, LinkedIn is a a hidden gem, right? It's something where people are seeking opportunity on LinkedIn. It's business to business. And if you have something, anything to offer, LinkedIn is a hot spot for you. We interview Dr. Melissa Hinault today, who has become just a LinkedIn pro on how to share on LinkedIn, how to monetize LinkedIn. And really, she has a LinkedIn Academy, which we'll talk about, but just so much value add on I think a lot of us are on Instagram and Facebook, but not sleeping on LinkedIn as an amazing tool for you to build your business to build your network, right? Your network is your net worth. And stay tuned. Speaking of that, today's episode is brought to you by 90 Day Habits. Are you a network marketing professional or a sales professional or an entrepreneur? What's beautiful about it is there is a journal done by 90 Day Habits that is your daily accountability partner to keep you on track on what is most important in your business. And that's focusing, start your day up, prime your day with mindset. There's 20 minutes of mindset focus. They're setting yourself up today with what are your highest priority tasks. And then it's getting down to those income producing activities, right? Who are you building relationships with? Who are you connecting with? Who are you calling? Who are you connecting with in any way and offering your product, service, whatever you have to offer to? Who are you following up with? The fortune's in the follow-up, right? You've heard that. It takes... The average consumer, five to 12 exposures to buy something. Who are you following up with? What you track grows. The 90 Day Habits Journal retails for $24.99 and it's over a 90 day cycle. Imagine investing $24.99 into your business and working it for 90 days. What, what could that look like for you? What is the ROI there? So check out 90 Day Habits Journal at www.90dayhabitsjournal.com. We'll drop that link in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. We are so excited for today's guest. We have someone super special coming on. You guys hear me say this all the time. I am a big believer that when you're seeking something, it's seeking you. About three months ago, I was telling Wade, I'm like, I want to hire like someone that can audit my LinkedIn account and help me because I feel like I'm missing out on this massive opportunity to grow our business on LinkedIn. It's not just about Instagram. It's not just about Facebook. Like I feel like I need this. Literally the universe delivers two days later, I get a DM or some sort of like advertising to me about the LinkedIn Academy. And I'm like, at first I like ignore, I didn't really notice it, but then it kept circling back and circling back. And I'm like, asking it is given, right? So today's guest is Melissa Hanal. And we met um, through her incredible company, LinkedIn Method Academy. And a little bit about Melissa. You live on the East Coast, right? 
That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Live on the East Coast. We never would have known each other if it weren't for social media and this connection. But a little bit about Melissa's background, and she'll tell you more about her story. But she was a corporate executive for a Fortune 500 company. She made a lot of money. She made a great living. She made a huge impact. And at some point, she had a shift, right? She had a burnout in her corporate job where she's like, you know what? I need to change change what I'm doing. And so she got involved in network marketing and that eventually start like burst into her other company, which is now her LinkedIn Academy. And Wade and I are in that Academy and we're still going through it ourselves, but we felt like this was going to add so much value to our listeners. And whether you're in network marketing or you're an entrepreneur or a corporate professional, wherever you are, everyone's going to get value out of this. So with all that said, Melissa, welcome to Getting Magnetic. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. And I'm so that the universe aligned us or either it was a really well paid for Facebook ad that kept recircling (laughs) back to me. Either way. Yeah, I'm so appreciative and just love the energy you guys you guys have provided so much value within the academy. I just love the energy that we get from the students who come through from all walks of life and all different companies. So it's been awesome. I love it. Everything is energy, right? And we've, like Sandy said, we got magnetic to each other. So to kick off the show, first question off the cuff, the name of our podcast is Getting Magnetic with Sandy and Wade. I want to ask you, what does getting magnetic mean to you? Oh, gosh. Well, when I think of getting magnetic, I think of alignment. I think of poles, right? And being aligned. And and I think that that goes back to my story. When you introduced me, I was, I was not magnetic. I was not aligned when I was in corporate America, even though on the surface, I had all the things. I had the credentials. I had the title. I had all the material things. I even had the degrees, but I was not aligned. And when you operate not in alignment, you're slowly dying. I feel like when you are magnetic and aligned to what you're passionate about, you are living all out. And so I guess that's what that that would be my answer to getting magnetic is getting aligned. So good. Okay. So can you tell our listeners, tell us about Melissa, tell us your story, walk us through your journey. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Like what makes Melissa, Melissa, what was your upbringing like? Like, yeah, what, like walk us through the journey of transitioning and also like birthing this LinkedIn Academy, which has now been around for, I think it's been like maybe around a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been through so many transitions and I know you're also a a mom. So just take us before you were a boss entrepreneur. Who is (laughs) Melissa? How'd you get to where you are? Oh my gosh. This is where I feel like I probably have some parallels to you, Sandy. This could be like a whole podcast episode and I I won't like go into too much detail, but the bottom line is I had kind of a rough upbringing, but I think that created character for me. I think that sometimes your upbringing, if it's a rough upbringing, it can either break you or make you strong. It can crush your soul or uh, create character. And for me, it created character. So I I overcame a lot um, coming from a mother who lived right at the poverty line sister with bipolar disorder, a father who's to this day, he's in the ICU because he's an alcoholic. So I didn't have this picture perfect life growing up. And it created an overachiever who like wanted to do anything but be that, right? And I wanted to depend on nothing or anyone and to be super successful because I did not want to struggle like I saw my mother struggle. 
and I didn't want to depend on anyone else. So that was kind of my determined personality from day one. And what do you do? You you get good grades and you check the boxes and you get something that you think is going to be predictable and consistent and trustworthy. You get that great. I actually got a doctorate. I went went on from undergrad and got a doctorate degree because I knew that if I got my PharmD, I'd be guaranteed six figures when I got out of school, no matter what, you know? So that was kind of my, my path. And what I found was that I climbed the corporate ladder super fast because remember, I didn't want to owe anybody anything, including my spouse. Like I wanted to like be financially independent and I climbed this, like all I knew was like, I had these blinders on. I just wanted to be successful. I wanted to be president, right? Like of a company, not of the country, but like, I wanted to be like, (laughs) I wanted to be like CEO. And it's funny. I look back now and I am of my own company, right? But That's for later in the conversation. I climbed Mount Everest quickly. I got to the top, looked around and looked at the people I was working with. They were all significantly older than me. I had sacrificed a lot to get there. I traveled a lot. I was the one up late at night, just proving a point to like just over deliver to get to the where I was at the pinnacle of my career. My colleagues, their children were like college age or they their kids were gone. And here I was with two babies and diapers at at that time. And I looked around, I was at the top of Mount Everest with like a multiple six figure job. You know, I was the primary breadwinner. My husband was doing great, but I was doing better, you know, and I looked around and I was just like, is this it? Like, I never see my husband. My mom is raising my kids. I am exhausted. Like, and that was that moment of realizing I was not in alignment. And I had been living out what I thought would create a secure, safe life from what I was exposed to growing up, right? It was all, I just had this, I was on this mission and then I got there and I was like, the reality is my mom worked three jobs to make ends meet and I never saw her. And now to prove a point, I had this high power career and all this money, but my kids didn't see me either. Like I was living out a self-fulfilling prophecy of like working, like just working so much that my kids never saw me, right? So that's the backstory. In that process, kind of like you guys, I was introduced to a business and some products that lit me up and I fell in love with it and the vision and the mission and the slight possibility that maybe, just maybe, I could lead and run with this, leveraging my my leadership skills as a a leader nationally. I'd already run teams um, across state lines, you know, and even globally. Um, I thought I can do this an online business and I can do it in the pockets of my time. And that's exactly what I did. I just started building a business in the pockets of my time. And in a year and a half, I'd actually, I'd actually matched my corporate income. And within, oddly enough, it took me three years to actually quit. So I was, you know, making great money with my social selling business, but it was the ego that kept me in that corporate job because I'd spent so much time and money on the degrees and the titles. My ego was so attached to it that I was living for perception of others instead of what I wanted, even though I'd scaled this big business and we were doing really well, I was fearful of walking away from everything that was my identity up until then. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That, yeah? I have such parallels to that, like the investment <laughs> bias, right? Like similar track to you where my childhood 
I didn't have a lot. I had enough, right? But it drove me. I was like, I want to go out and make money. Money was a big motivator when I was young. I'm in high school. I'm 18. I'm like, where do I go to college? Okay, business school. What am I going to go into? Mm, accounting? No, no, not not enough upside. Finance. Here we go. Wall Street type stuff. Like, okay, let's do that. Private equity. All the things. Like, like you. Because I was running from like, I'm not going to be like my upbringing. Like I want to create my own reality and same thing, head down, climb the corporate ladder, get to a point where this is everything I wanted. Like live in downtown Boston in the high rise, like having the multiple six figure income, like doing the thing on paper looks great. But like you said, coming full circle back to the beginning, out of alignment. Like, is this what I'm meant to do? Like work really hard for someone else's dream, something that I'm not particularly passionate about. I'm basically just working for this paycheck. And then that ego comes in and that investment bias comes in. Well, my identity is I'm a finance guy. I'm this big wig businessman. And like, what? What? I couldn't, I could never walk away from that. But the more you feel those pulls on your heartstring, like they're there for a reason. When you feel out of alignment, it's like, shoot, what is in alignment with me? And when you start to move towards that, you like shift your identity into like, this is me. I love These your story so everything. much. Yeah. You you sharing about your childhood too. I relate to so much of that. Like I had beautiful parts of my childhood, probably more beautiful than hurt, but there was a lot of hurt too. Me too. And um and when yeah, I always say your mess becomes your message and I really believe that when you are dealt with those hard things, like like you said, you have two options. Like you either fold or you you lean in and you're like, I'm going to be better than ever. I'm breaking generational curses. I am going to do things that people in my family haven't done. So I love your story so much. I feel like you relate to me and to Wade. So I want to know, okay, so you were balancing then working this high powered corporate job and you had built your social selling business You and you're raising two babies in diapers and you're married. Like you got all these things going on. You must've been exhausted. Jim Rohn. Well, yeah. And I was actually pregnant with my third at that oh point. My gosh. <laughs> so you have three kids then now? I do. I do now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what what was that like? Was there a moment in time where you're like, enough is enough? Like mm-hmm. I'm starting this. And like Jim Rohn always said, I work full time on making a living and I work part time on my fortune. And I was like, whoa. And I started to adopt that. Like, okay, full time in finance part-time on this business with Sandy, this online e-commerce health and wellness business that I see I can scale. And it's so many parallels to you. Was there a point in time where you're like, time to pivot, here we go. And where do you go from there? Yeah, absolutely. I think the pivotal moment for me was I really wanted a third child. Like I, like for years, there's a four year gap between our middle child and our last child. And it was because there was so much, literally like, I would say it traumatized my husband to have two kids in diapers and a wife who was a corporate executive who was like, <laughs> like he was, and he was, by the way, he was a vice president and still is in a company, has a pretty high leadership role. So we're here with these two little kids in diapers and like, I was gone a lot and he was left in the middle of the night with these babies that were sick or he was gone and I was at home with the babies who were sick, but I really wanted 
a bigger family. I felt like we just weren't, we weren't done. We weren't complete. And for years, my husband was just like, this is, I can't go through that again. We're finally getting sleep again. And there's no way we can bring another child into how our careers are lined up right now. We just can't. He's like, if you can, if you can get your college loan debt paid off, which I borrowed $200,000 for my undergraduate and doctorate. He said, if you can get your college loan debt off and you can figure out a way to like, you know, uh, bring out, bring in the income that, you know, some level of income that could help float the bills, you know, we'll talk about it. So. I, uh, within that, you know, within two years of being in my network marketing business and still working full time, I stroked a check and had all of it paid off. I didn't spend any of that money except to reinvest in my business and to pay off debt. I didn't use it. And I tell, I tell people this all the time. I coach you this all the time. Like the money you're making, you got to pour it back into your business. People ask like, how, how did you manage a full-time job and a network marketing business. I hired internally people literally to help me run my businesses from day one because I saw it as the income producing asset it was going to be for me. And I treated it that way. It wasn't a hobby, right? So, but when we finally, my husband and I finally just had to come to Jesus, it was like, if you want to have another kid, like you've got to do something with your career. And I knew I still wanted to lead. I knew that it was like in my DNA to like lead and inspire and coach. And it was my personal mission to show that you could be balanced, bring home and income and really lead and make impact. And so that's when I finally made the decision. Look, we put numbers on paper, debt was paid off. I was making great money in my social selling business. And it was like, let's do it. Like, let's go for baby number three. And the moment we found out I was pregnant, game on. Like I knew I was leaving corporate America. Corporate Mm. America didn't know I was leaving them. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where where the the come to Jesus was a, a third child and being complete was more important to me than this like security blanket and identity with corporate America. Mm, I've chills all over my arms. I love that. (laughs) Such purpose and such like, I always say you have to have this deep rooted like reason behind like, what's your purpose? Like, why are you doing this? I see so many people that like do things just to like make money. And I'm like, that's not going to last long. Right. Like, but when it's like deep rooted in your soul, like you'll fight to the death. You're like, I'm going to do anything to make this happen. (laughs) You know, what's so cool about, you know, our paths are so similar and I think that's what's connected us. But what's so cool about social selling or network marketing, there's so many different names for that. It's really, I think entrepreneurship and network marketing is the best self-development program and leadership training in the world. And it's amazing because it's pretty much free. I shouldn't say free, but like there's a very low cost to start an online network marketing business. Typically, you know, we're talking hundreds of dollars and immediately you, you get not thrown into the fire, but like whatever I put into this, I'll get out of it. And it becomes the best self-development, professional development, leadership development. You learn people, you learn sales, you learn marketing, you learn everything about it. And it, it, blows the glass ceiling off of the vision you have for your life. And you're like, whoa, I've been playing small. I could play so much bigger. I can like really make an impact here. And then in growing in that space, other parts of your life start to flourish, your relationships, but you start to get other ideas like, how can I play even bigger? And other ideas are born out of that. And I know like, for example, this podcast was born out of that essentially for us. We have a few other businesses. We have an investment company. All these things were like, as a result of like, wait, what? I am going to take that risk to go do that because I do think I can make a big impact. And I know you have your uh, basically like subhead brand of like burnout to all out. And I'd love for you to transition like, okay, 
what came from jumping it out of corporate America into network marketing and beyond? Yeah. So, you know, the book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, mm, right? So he good. talks about, right? So he talks about burning the ship and mm-hmm. just going for it, right? And not having a plan B, but being fully vested in your plan A. And up until that point, when I was leaving corporate America, I'd never been bold and loud on LinkedIn about what I was doing, right? I had been great at building a great business through product on Instagram and Facebook. I had a following because of being in health and wellness. Like I had a, luckily I had built a brand. Like I was always really focused on clean eating and paleo recipes. And like, it was a very natural transition for me to start selling product on online with that because I, it was natural for me. But when I left corporate and I knew that I really wanted to scale and I wanted to make, I wanted to make impact with corporate professionals who maybe had never been presented the opportunity the way it could be in a way that would be better received by them, if that makes sense. Because I knew for me, it took quite some time to be convinced of the business because of the way it had been sold and presented to me. I judged it and like had my nose up at it and didn't understand the comp model or how geometric progression worked with compensation models, how residual income worked. I wasn't educated about it. All I knew is I've got this great income and a great degree. No, thank you. Right. So it took a long time for me to um, warm up to the idea before I was ever sponsored and enrolled. And so when I retired from corporate America, I read the book, Think and Grow Rich, like that, like that month. So when I was reading the book, Think and Grow Rich, it was the pivotal moment when I was leaving my corporate career. And I was like, that's it. I've got to burn the bridge. I have to go first. I have to own this industry where my people hang out. There are women just like me who are a miserable cow standing in the rain in their careers, putting one foot in front of the other because they feel like this is their chosen path. And I have to go, I have to be bold. I have to go first. I have to tell my story and I have to own this industry on that platform because if I don't, who is? What impact am I not going to make by hiding what I do? Like, I've got to step into my power and not be afraid to tell people, yes, I'm not using my doctorate anymore. Yes, I left this multiple six-figure career because I'm living a better life. I'm a better person for it, right? So I pivoted, was terrified, Sandy and Wade, the very first post I ever made on LinkedIn that was like, see you later, corporate America. Like I was terrified, like shaking, because I knew it was, it was going to sabotage my chances of going, like re-entering the workforce. Does that make sense? Like to be that bold with just like, see you later. So I made a really bold post. I was in like yoga pants and furry boots headed to like our global like yearly meeting or whatever. And it was a post about how gone are the days of wearing a corporate suits. Um, so excited to be traveling comfortably, running my own new business, blah, blah, blah. And never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined what happened next. The post went viral. I had over 20,000 views. The comments were exploding. And I realized in that one moment, well, I didn't actually my upline did because I was like, I don't know what's happening. I've like, I've been doing this for three years. And now all of a sudden, all these people over these days are just like coming in. And my sponsor or my upline was like, Melissa, you're actually you are owning this industry in your space where your people hang out. And they're listening to you. 
Right. And so that was that was the pivotal moment for me. And that birthed my brand burnout to all out because I'd been living in burnout in corporate America. And I wanted to be able to teach people how they could truly live all out and be successful and not work for someone else. And so that was like the kind of the birth of the overarching brand. And it was the infancy of me starting to train and teach people how they could actually use LinkedIn to lead with a financial opportunity and truly talk business to business. Not that there's anything wrong with leading with the product. None of us would have businesses if products weren't sold, right? Like we all need customers, but we all want to and aspire to have those business those business-minded people who get the, the work ethic and the time it takes to scale a business that creates leverage, true leverage and true residual income in your business. Right. And so that's, that was kind of the birth of it. And it's just exploded ever since then. I love your story. And I feel like, you know, those nerves you felt in posting that I know that feeling I've definitely felt that before. And I think it's almost like this, like unconscious knowing that like, okay, I'm about to like, shake it up. Like I'm about to cause an earthquake. And the reason it had 20,000 views and went viral is because people were probably watching from the sidelines of like, what a bold move. Like what an empowering, like what a trailblazer. Like people admire that. And they're like, wow, like I, I probably have that in me somewhere, but Mm -hmm. what would it take for me to get there? And so I bet it just like inspired a bunch of people. And like thinking about LinkedIn, like when I reflect on when I've worked in corporate or even when I owned my own brick and mortar business or just like different chapters of my life, like I've always, I've been active on LinkedIn for probably 12 years. And I've always, I'm like probably one of the rare people that like goes on pretty much every day. I always have. And not so much in the past couple of years since we've had our own thing. But when I think about that, it was because I was always open to opportunities. I was always like people that are active on LinkedIn, like they're like trying to find something, right? Mm -hmm. It's business to business. Yeah. I have a story right now before we come back that is like full circle on LinkedIn. Oh my gosh, it just hit me. (gasps) Yes, tell me. I know what you're going to share. And so I'm now learning from Melissa because, you know, I have a lot similar background to her. Like I have this huge LinkedIn network and it's all finance, lawyers, Wall Street, bankers, all those people. And so I remember when I was, I was three years ago, I was moving to California away from Boston, where I was raised, grew up, built my whole career, built everything there. And my friends were like, yeah, right. You're not going to move to California. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm going to leave my job or maybe I'll work Remote. remote out there. Like I'll just risk it. I'll like presented to them. We'll see how it goes. They were like, we don't want you to leave. Okay. You can work remote out there. So then I had also this like bird in the hand. Okay. I'm working remote from California and Orange County. That's pretty sweet. Um, but had that tug on my heart. And I, I had this open conversation with my relatively small firm, like, Hey, I'm going to leave. Like I'm going to chase these passions and I'm going to start working on them after hours. You know me, I'm still going to get my, the job done like during the day. But just so you know, I'm doing this and let's like figure out an exit plan. And we were raising this huge fund. So there's this like exit plan in place, right? So I, I love that like I approached it like that and it was open. But the day everything changed for me was through LinkedIn. So we had this agreement. I was like kind of like I can leave on my own terms. It was like this golden ticket. It, I felt amazing. It was super comfortable. And I kept kicking the can down the road because of how comfortable it was. And Sandy and I were building the business 
after hours for me. She was building it full time at that point. And it was just so comfy. I was like, I'll stay on to the, the, you know, the corporate, the, the six figure income, the benefits, all the things, and we'll keep building, we'll keep building. And one day, Sandy and I do an opportunity video and we like crushed it. And it was before a lot of compliance stuff. Like since we've, we've really been like honing in on like how we, what our narrative is, but it was just like dream inspiring. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to go out there and live my best life. Like, and we were really proud of it. So she throws it up on LinkedIn. She's like, Hey, will you like it? I didn't know how LinkedIn works. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm in the midst of raising this like $500 million fund with my company. Like, so in a lot of talks on LinkedIn, I like it. It blows out to my whole network. So the next day it's, or like there's whatever. There's a lot of organic reach on that platform. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my whole network of bankers, of lawyers, of Wall Street, of all these things, of private equity guys, of people looking to invest money in the company, see this opportunity video of me like passionately like... <laughs> Because I'm one foot out the door. I, like they know I'm on my way out, but they don't know, no, no, no to that extent. They see this video and they send it to my CEO. They're like, what? This is your VP? What is happening here? Like what? He like <laughs> freaks out because he's like, dude, these investors are sending this. Anyway, so I have a call with like corporate or whatever, HR. They call me and they're like, wait, uh, this is on record. I'm like, what the heck? And it takes me cut, totally off guard because I didn't know it was from LinkedIn. So they're like, this is your last day. Like you can't keep, we got to shut down the computers. We got to shut down everything. Basically fired me on the spot. And I'm like, wait, I was writing my ticket out. What? I was supposed to leave in a month. What's happening here? And then they're like, off the record, we saw the LinkedIn post. Like what? They're like, oh, we knew you were, how are you a VP at another firm? I'm like, oh, you don't get it. And I explained them the business model. They're like, Oh, thank God. We still have to fire you because you technically can't do that in the finance <laughs> industry. And I know you told us this, but so Sandy was in, in the background, like dancing, like, yeah, you're full-time entrepreneur now. Here we go. <laughs> and now coming full circle, I've, we've connected with Melissa and she's teaching us like own what you do on LinkedIn because people there, you're going to relate to people just like you who share your story, who might be burnt out in what they're doing, working for someone else, nine to five, chained to the desk, and want to live their life all out, want to be passionate. So I'm learning to, to share me and my story more on LinkedIn. So good. I love that story. That was a pivotal moment. That was August of 2019, I think. It was um, an identity shifting day from I'm this Wall Street type guy to whoa, I'm a full-time health and wellness entrepreneur in the network marketing space, partnered with my wife, working with 90% women. It was like this like, whoa, earth shattering thing. <laughs> that was the universe, right? Yeah, like just pushing it. you. It's so funny. So I'll, I'll piggyback on that for a quick second. I had the reverse, kind of, kind of the reverse happened to me in that, well, similar story in the sense that I told my boss when I was going out on maternity leave that I was done. I was not coming back. That I was done and they, they had actually asked me to interview for a role while I was on maternity leave because we were consulting and the client was trying to purchase the company. And they were like, we need you to interview to keep your job. And I said, I said, you know, this is just not really a good fit for me anymore. And I'm certainly not going to drive up to Raleigh, which is like three hours away, like with a two week old and interview for a job. And plus, I think that's against the law, like from an HR standpoint for you to be asking me to do this right now. But anyway, my, my boss at the time said, Melissa, unless you are just independently wealthy, you need to just take the opportunity we're offering you and you can figure it out later. And I'll never forget how empowering it was to just say to him, well, I guess that's where you and I are different. I don't, financially, I don't need this job. I don't depend on it and I don't need it. And it was like, 
Like just so empowering to know, probably like you, Wade, whenever they were like, you, you got to go. It's like, well, all right, like I've got, I've got this other thing lined up. But what happened is they asked me, they said, can you stay on to the end of the year anyway, after the baby is born, we really need you to help us interview this whole new team and, and um, help us hire a whole new team, right? So I spent the last three months through this, the Christmas interviewing all these new people who, by the way, I didn't realize it at the time, had found me and friended me on LinkedIn, okay? So I went through like probably 50 to 80 candidates that I interviewed over a three-month period. And then I left anyway, publicly. I can't tell you how many discovery calls I ended up with in January, February, and March where I hopped on the call and they're like, don't you remember me? You interviewed me. And I was just wondering what you're up to now because you have this whole other business. And I'm like, holy shit, these were people I interviewed for a medical science liaison role. And now they're coming to me interested about my e-com business. Right? Wow. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Wow. That is so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's like transition. Like tell us about the LinkedIn Academy. Tell us how people can get involved. Like what's the mission? Yeah. yeah like, like give yeah. us a sense for it. Tell us about that. So what I will say about, I'll tell you a couple things just on like my, my vision and mission of the LinkedIn Method Academy, and then just tell you a couple reasons why you should be on LinkedIn. I personally, like I have a huge passion for LinkedIn and LinkedIn Method Academy, especially for people who feel like I call them like closet network marketers who are like afraid to really be bold because they feel like they don't want to do it that way way, right? Like, like come over to LinkedIn and do it a more professional way. If you feel like if you're not feeling authentic on the other platforms, right? But the biggest thing is if you're looking to talk business to business, right? If you're really looking to talk business to business, it's the place to be where you're not going to put people off. So I wanted to run through a couple of different things that make LinkedIn different, right? Different from the other platforms. So I'll just ask you guys and see if you if you know the answers. So like, the average age, right? So like for me, I'm I'm a little bit older than you guys. I'm 41, right? But the the do you know what the average age is on LinkedIn versus Instagram and Facebook? I think I learned this in the academy. Is it 35? Yes. So on LinkedIn, the average age is 35. Yes. Okay. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's in the really low 20s, right? So you have to ask yourself when you're out there recruiting, there's no right or wrong answer. All the platforms work beautifully depending on your message and who you are and who you're trying to attract, right? But for someone like me who was in my mid-30s at the time, who was a corporate professional, my avatar was hanging out on LinkedIn in their mid-30s corporate professional. They weren't scrolling that much through Instagram or Facebook. They were active looking for opportunities to network on LinkedIn, right? Number two, average income. What, what do you think the average in income is on LinkedIn versus Instagram and Facebook average? I think it's like uh, around 100,000, right? Yeah. That's right. So people have the, they have the income to invest, right? The average age on Facebook and Instagram, Facebook average is around 23,000. You have to keep, there's a huge swing because there's a, way more users on the other two platforms. No doubt, right? It's a very targeted audience on LinkedIn. But what I find is some people are intimidated by LinkedIn because they're like, well, these people all make money. Like they're professionals. They've already got a job that's like, but I'm like, yeah, but did you not hear my story? Do you not know Wade's story? Do you not know Sandy's story? Right? Like we out of anyone know how to show up, 
we've got work ethic and we value a dollar. And like for me and you guys, like how many assets do we have now? How many streams of income do we have now? Those are the people I'm looking for. And I actually have clients who aren't even social sellers. I have clients I'm coaching that are recruiting for people to invest in franchises, right? And like they love being on LinkedIn because these people have the income to invest. They like having additional income streams, right? So if you're look, you know, you can present this as an opportunity that's low risk and doesn't cost nearly as much as investing in a, in a franchise, right? So what about gender? So this is a good one. Male or female, like where's the swing on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn? You guys know? I would say Instagram and Facebook is definitely female, I assume. And I bet LinkedIn is male. Yep. So there's actually, it's just slightly over 51% male. So if you're a dude listening to this and you want to go talk business to business, there really is no better platform. And the other thing I wanted to talk, and there's tons of women too, obviously, but what I want to talk about is mindset and you guys nailed it. But like, I'll ask your listeners, when's the last time you were brushing up your, like, when was the last time you were on LinkedIn and why were you on LinkedIn? Right? Like it's because you're, you're networking to look for opportunities, right? You're there to look for opportunities. It's like Sandy, you said you constantly are in there because over the past 12 years, because you were constantly looking. So it's the mindset of the user. And I'll tell you this because I see it in my academy all the time. The mind, you can have the exact same person in Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and you can send them the exact same message on all three platforms and you get a different response because of their mindset, right? The number one device used on LinkedIn is a computer, not a phone. So these, when you're on LinkedIn, you're not multitasking. You're sitting at your desk. Likely you're working. Your mindset is work. It's the business to business platform. So you're there to network and you get a DM about, you know, hey, your profile looks like X, Y, Z. I don't, you know, it may or may not be for you, but I'm, I'm looking for people who are looking for opportunities, right? That message comes to you on LinkedIn and you're like, oh, yeah, let me take a look. Right. But many times that same person, you they're scrolling through their phone at like a soccer game or in line at the grocery store or they're watching Netflix with someone, their spouse or whatever. And they're put off by a business message at like 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. Right. You see what I'm saying? And I've had a number of clients who've said to me, oh, my God, so and so. I must have approached them 12 times on Instagram and Facebook. And the moment I updated my profile and did a couple of things you coached me on, they came to me in my DMs on LinkedIn asking me about my new business, right? And I'm like, well, it's because of the platform and why they're there, right? It makes so much sense. People don't aimlessly, like you said, at a grocery store line or at their kid's soccer game, they're not scrolling through LinkedIn then. It's very intentional. Like I reflect on when I was most on LinkedIn. Um, It's when I was most unhappy in my job. And it was literally Monday through Friday, mostly Monday and Tuesday after the amazing weekend and being like, oh my God, I need to find something else. You know? (laughs) Yeah. People are surprised that that, that the peak use of LinkedIn is on Mondays and Tuesdays at like 9 a.m. when Mm -hmm. people are supposed to be working. (laughs) I'm not surprised. You know what? Actually too, Les Brown, I, I heard him say this, the the most heart attacks happen Monday at like 8 to 9 a.m. when people are on their way to work for another work week. And like the time people are most on LinkedIn looking for opportunity is 9 a.m. So it goes to show, I mean, you hear the stats, right? Like 85% of people aren't happy in their job. Like, so when you think maybe there's this intimidation, oh, I'm not like super professional. Like how do I approach people on LinkedIn that already have it all figured out? 85% of them don't have it figured out as far as the alignment in their life. They're looking for something. They aren't happy in their job. And so it goes to show there's so much opportunity out there 
all it's up to you to offer the gift to share the gift that you have to offer not everyone's going to accept it but that, but it's put yourself out there i love that so how does someone think about two people one is me who has this huge like super professional network on linkedin and then the other is like i have a linkedin profile but i don't even use it or maybe they don't even have it how does each of those people approach linkedin yeah. So in, you know, inside of our academy, we coach to both. And I would tell you like Wade for you, who already has a very well-established professional network, like the, the up and run time can be super quick, especially given your success already, right? Like it can be super quick and depending on kind of your messaging and how you're standing in your power and really owning it. But we have brand new students come in who have zero experience with LinkedIn and just joined a network marketing company and they can have just as much success. We had a client come in and she grew her network from zero. She's still only at 300, but she's very targeted. So for all your listeners who are like, I'm brand new to LinkedIn, but I I do want to be all business. I want to talk about it. You know, you can targetedly within three to four months, I would say very targetedly grow the right network which we call your ideal avatar that you truly want to attract and manifest. You've got to grow the network and then you have to learn your branding strategy, your personal branding strategy to attract them towards you. Right. But I would say that for the brand new to LinkedIn and then the brand new to network marketing or any combination of that, the, the startup time is going to take a little longer, but I see killer results regardless for folks who have an established net professional network already Man, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit on changing those people's lives with the right messaging. I love it. So to uh, to wrap it up, to empower people, LinkedIn is just another platform for you to use to offer what you have to offer. And it's a business to business platform. People are looking for opportunity there. People aren't necessarily looking for business opportunities in the Instagram DMs. Melissa taught me that, put that in my brain. And so, okay, this has been amazing. So many value bombs. We could probably go on for another hour or hours, but to wrap it up, where can people find you? Where can they connect? If they're interested in the LinkedIn Academy, how do they go about doing that? I know we had a, a getting magnetic code. Can you share just all that info with us? Sure. And absolutely. And depending on when this podcast drops, we actually have a free five-day workshop that you guys went through May 17th. So depending on when this drops, for anybody who listens and wants like free training that Sandy and Wade went through, it's at Burnout to All Out. It's the Facebook group, Burnout to All Out, my overarching brand you guys heard about in the beginning. You can go to that Facebook group and you can get in there and get registered today. But I also have my website that's www.livethefreelife.co. So livethefreelife.co. And if you go there, you can actually see and learn about the the full-blown academy. If anybody listens and they want to jump in like ASAP and you guys have a special code in all caps, if uh, your listeners check this out at hear this podcast at any point in the next like foreseeable future, if they put in the coupon code in all caps, getting magnetic, they'll get an additional $500 off the program. Wow. And it is so worth the investment. We always say like, we don't think of trainings and courses and coaching. We don't think of it as an expense. We think of it as an investment, right? Like if we end up meeting someone and enrolling someone that builds the type of business we've built through LinkedIn, it was well worth the money that we spent right. on the academy. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> we are just so thankful for you. We are so thankful that you came into our life. And I really think it's this beautiful like 
Like it didn't happen by accident, you know? And I know this is just the beginning and I'm so excited to meet you in person. I don't know when that will happen, but I know it will happen. And I know, I just know we're going to jive and like have dance parties. It's going to be great. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So ex- yes, absolutely. We'll definitely have to get together sometime in California, right? Yes. Yeah, and, for sure. Okay, so personally, how can people follow you? Like you're on oh, Instagram. Yeah. So, you know, I'm probably, Sandy found this out pretty early on. She can catch me in the voice chat over on LinkedIn. Yes, there's a voice chat on LinkedIn. I'm probably most active over there. That's where I spend my days. I do have an Instagram account. It's not huge because I really don't hang out there, but we market our LinkedIn Academy over there for people who need to learn about it. And I'm on Facebook as well. But either Instagram or LinkedIn is going to be the best place to find me in the DMs to connect. And we'll put all this, all this information in the show notes. So thank you so much for being part of this and carving out time to be pouring into the getting magnetic community. We're so thankful for you. And I'm so confident that people are going to get a ton of value out of this and come flooding to the free five day. Awesome. Thank you, Sandy and Wade. Thanks guys. Boom. Oh my goodness, Melissa just coming in and dropping value bombs left and right. I love all the parallels. Who out there, who could relate to any part of Melissa's story, whether it was a childhood that might have driven you to do something or be a certain way or do different, or it was going into corporate America and then getting burnt out, or are you currently burnt out? Are you on your way to burnout? Where are you in that process? Or do you love what you do? Or is, do you have this burnout to all out dream where you want to live all out? You want to live that lifestyle of freedom. And I love when she came in too and added value on LinkedIn. Sandy and I have been working with her for a few months now. It's been amazing just to add another tool to our tool belt. We, you know, coaching is so important, right? And the LinkedIn Academy is awesome for just understanding LinkedIn is a business to business platform and there is so much opportunity and there are people looking for what you have to offer. You just got to show up, be there and connect with them. So she teaches all of this inside the LinkedIn Method Academy and we will drop the link in the show notes. As you heard from her, there's a five day free, you know, mini masterclass coming up on May 17th, Monday, May 17th. Check that out. We'll drop the link in the show notes. We'll also drop the link for the LinkedIn Academy. It's what we're currently doing now. It is amazing. And we're you know halfway through. I'm really excited about to see the results that come from this. And I plan on using LinkedIn as a business-to-business platform to offer you know my business services that I currently have now to my network. So with that said, check the link in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for listening. We are grateful for you. If you got value out of today's episode... I got a few favors to ask you. One, share it. Wherever you show up, is that Instagram or Facebook? What if, is it LinkedIn? Shoot, what if you shared it on LinkedIn? And thank you guys so much for the ratings and reviews. We appreciate you so much. If you haven't rated or reviewed the show yet, would so appreciate that. Throw us a five star and share this with a friend or family, anyone who needs to hear it. Thank you. Keep being you. We love y'all. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.